You're listening to Encore, up close and personal with up-and-coming artists. Discover, connect, and learn with all of us at WEED. One, two, testing, one, two, three. Starting next. Kat Perkins has quite the life story. From a promising start to her career, a life-changing surgery, to making it as one of the finalists on NBC's The Voice. But what stands out the most about Kat is how she's using her newfound fame to help others to follow their dreams as well. This North Dakota native gave us an update on her life and a snapshot into what she's been up to and how she got to where she is today. Just like with any career, you have to start somewhere. But Kat got an early start, her first performance at the age of five. When I was five years old, so kindergarten, and I had begged my dad to be able to sing on um, one of the school concerts because he was the music teacher at, the, at our school, at our local school. Mm-hmm. And so I got to sing a song, and I remember being nervous and scared and... <laughs> But I do remember when I got done with that song, all I wanted to do was do it again and again and again. And so music was always a part of my life. My father was a musician. My mother was a musician. They, they still are. My sister is a singer and a musician and very um, talented in the music realm. And all of them became music teachers besides me. School counselor, who was amazing, but... I remember her sitting down with me and, and trying to explain to me the difference between a career and a hobby and how mm-hmm. music can be more, you know, on that one side of being a hobby and it can always be there, but, you know, career is a different thing. And so I was really defying not only my teachers, but my parents' sort of wishes and my family legacy. So I remember when I called my father and my mother and I said, hey, plans have changed. And um, I'm going to hold off on the college bit for now, and I'm moving to the big city. And I'll never forget my dad said to me, you know, I've got your back. Kat experienced a few more obstacles along the way, the biggest being a career-halting surgery when her band, Scarlet Hayes, was on the cusp of a record deal. We asked her to tell us what this time was like and what was going through her head. So... It was, I'll never forget, it was, we were in the middle of um, touring with my rock band. My rock band was called Scarlet Hayes, and we actually had a record deal at the time. It was a very exciting time in my career and the band that we had formed um, back in 2004. We had been together for, I don't know, this was probably four or so years together when we finally got this record deal, something we had always been you know, excited about and looking Mm -hmm. towards. And our single had just come out on the radio, and I was doing this press tour, basically, to promote the single 
um, and we were sort of, you know, doing some shows here and there. It wasn't a very intense tour, but doing more of the radio interview type stuff, I noticed that my throat was hurting really badly, and it was it was hard for me to talk, and and it seemed like it was overnight. I mean, I felt like I was really in pain, and um, so I went to the doctor, and, and I'll full transparency, it was it was very difficult just to go to the doctor and to be able to afford uh, a scope where they stick a camera down your throat to look at your vocal cords because, A, those are very expensive, and, B, my insurance at the time, I don't, I don't even think I had it. If I, <laughs> It took me a while to get enough funds to be able to go and check it out. In the meantime, I was sort of limping through everything, and it was, it was disgusting. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't sing as well as I, you know, had before. It was very painful. And it started to be a little bit more embarrassing as time went on, you know, to do shows and stuff. So I finally get it checked out, and and it's a, it's a dire situation. It was they were very um, calm in the manner, but they were like, I'll never forget the scope. And they were like, Listen, you have got an issue, and we are going to need to take care of that immediately, which is going to require surgery. And then they told me my diagnosis of the cyst, and they showed me the picture. So I broke the news to my band, and, you know, at the at the time, all we knew was that I was going to need, you know, time to recover, and it was sort of different for everyone. But they they recommended that I didn't sing for four to six months, which mm-hmm. was devastating not only to me, but to my band and to the record deal. And um, so the band broke up, the record deal fell apart, and... So not only was I devastated with my own life, I was complete. I mean, it was probably the lowest point of my life ever, ever, mm-hmm. still to this day. Because everything I'd ever worked for, everything I'd ever done in my life was work towards this goal and, and, and being a performer and singing and we were living the dream. And then this, this happens. And it's just, it's scary in the fact that you did, I didn't even know if I would be able to talk again, let alone sing. So... So my life is in shambles, and of course, then I felt like I broke up my band, and I put them in turmoil, and and I felt bad that I, you know, interrupted their whole dream. Uh, Mm -hmm. But it happened, and with the support of my family and the support of my community and the support of my dearest friends, we all pulled together, not only financially, but emotionally to have the surgery and get back on track of just healing, you know, and getting my body back to being healthy. And, um, which is a cool thing because it actually readjusted my sights, you know, in hindsight, I can say it was the best thing that ever happened to me. What would you do if you were afraid? What crazy chances would you But from there, Kat went straight to the big leagues when she was asked to audition season six of NBC's The Voice. So, of course, we had to ask her what that experience was like. So when the opportunity came to me, I, I was, I actually, I guess, I was really terrified. I was frozen in fear, basically, of the opportunity of 
you know, the of trying out for something that was such a big scale, you know, and and I um I it was it was it was weird to have that sort of feeling of being scared of the of the very thing that I had worked my entire life for before that, you know. Mm-hmm. It had been a couple of years now to this point and I was starting to perform again. So I had some legs under me with singing and and I was, you know, starting to perform again, but for something like that big, I just didn't think that I could do it. And it was those kids that really pushed me over the edge. And the littlest one, her name is Emma, and she was five years old at the time. And she just, I remember her looking up at me and being like, why why wouldn't you do this, you know? Mm-hmm. And I thought, that's such a great question. Like, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't I, right? I mean, she was so completely 100% right and innocent and naive and just telling me that or asking me that question. So I did it. It was it was really cool. There's so many things that people don't know about that show and most of that is that everyone is so nice and so on your side and they're rooting for you down to the people that like, you know, drive you back and forth to the studio every single day. They're they're very supportive and they have your back and and we put, we for the blind audition we prepared for like four to five weeks for that like we were out in oh, Los wow. Angeles yeah and they you know, provide you with a, a voice coach and and it's just it's that whole experience right there is very life changing because it makes you a really strong singer you're singing every day for a few hours and you're working with world renowned voice coaches that are helping you put together the perfect audition for the blind audition. Um, so the rest is history. I mean, at a certain point after I got chosen and I got a chair turned and I went through that process, then it was up to America and America somehow really got behind me on the show and they voted mm-hmm. and, and I went all the way to the end and, um, and I literally had never been a more strong singer. I had never been a stronger singer in my life when it came to the end of that. Like I was, I was like a like beast mode with with this you know discipline and singing every day and the muscle being super strong again and and it was so cool. I learned a lot from Adam Levine, who was my coach. He was he was just a genuine, awesome person to help me and become a better singer, become a better person, and just to become uh you know really like accepting of who I really am, and that is a singer. Mm-hmm. And I had forgotten that. I really had sort of forgotten that. And I had put it in the in the back burner and I had put it in the past and I was ready to move on from that. And so this whole experience really put it back in the forefront. And, um, you know, and, and I decided after The Voice, after making it that far and having a huge fan base that followed that, uh, that I would just take the leap again and jump back into the music industry and see where that led me. Her love for kids and a newfound confidence led her to her latest venture, motivational speaking, and the start of a rising star summer camp. It was not an accident that I wanted to use my voice, my new voice, after the voice, to Mm -hmm. inspire people. In fact, I wrote it down very early on in the process of the voice. I remember reflecting on the experience, and I I was keeping a lot of journal kind of stuff, and... um, and just lists of things that was happening during the voice because I wanted to remember as much as I could, and it was very hard to be in the moment without writing it down or, you know, because it was just a, an intense process that 
that sometimes made me so nervous that I would sort of black out. So there was like, there was a chance I wouldn't remember stuff if I didn't write it down. And I remember writing down, I still have it in my, in this dream notebook that I've always held with me that funny enough says fearless on the front of it in Mm -hmm. the end. But I wrote, I had written down, I, I wrote, use my new voice to inspire people. What would you do if you weren't afraid? What crazy chances would you take? And my whole family looked at me like I was nuts. And they're like, how do you, how are you going to know how to put on a camp? I'm like, I don't know. We're just going to figure it out. And and my dad laughed at me, and he's like, oh, my God. He's like, I've always admired your your boldness, you know. And I was like, listen, you're a teacher. Mom, you're a pianist. You have you have music in you. My sister, you're a teacher. I'm like, we can all band together and figure this out. And that's exactly what we did. Less than five months later, we had, had it all figured out, and we had 30 applicants. And we went for it in the middle of the Badlands in North Dakota, really close to where I grew up, so it had a lot of personal, emotional meaning to me, and it's very full circle, and I got to give these kids an experience of a lifetime, and we made so many memories. There there would be way too many to mention all of them, but I'll never forget in their performance, which was for upwards of 2,000 people in an amphitheater outdoors in North Dakota, and they got a standing ovation in the middle of their last song like the people didn't even wait until they were done singing they just stood up in the middle of the song I just got goosebumps telling you the story (laughs) and I was bawling like a baby just bawling I was like I'll still never forget that it was just it was it was so epic and so cool to to see that happen and to have the community really back these kids that love to perform and love music As we've talked about before on the podcast, social media is a necessary promotion tool. Kat got real about both the benefits and drawbacks of using this tool. Best and worst thing that's ever happened in my life. (laughs) I think a lot of people say that. But as a musician, as as somebody that is, you know, independent too, as an independent artist, um, it is so crucial for us to have social media. And it's really the best thing that ever happened in that realm because, I come from the school of, like, having to go down to the local grocery store and putting flyers on people's windshields of our next show so that we could have fans, you know, get to know our music and come to the shows. And that, you know, a lot of those became litter, and I'm not even sure how effective that was. Is, is anybody in, in a, any sort of small business knows that's, that's it's just it's like guerrilla marketing. It's so hard. So to have it at my fingertips with social media is, priceless and I think even more than that now for me it's you know of course I promote my shows and and stuff I think that something like a weave lets me tell my story and lets me be more of a a person and and a um you know more have have more depth than just a singer with some songs out you know you can get to know all the different parts of me and who I am and why I do this and I think that that's really important to, you know, a lot of fans because I know it's important to me for the people that I 
you know, like to follow and the people that I, fans I like to listen to, it's, it's more than just that. I want to know who they are and what they stand for and what other exciting things they do in their life. So that has enabled me to do just that and let people in and live my life out loud because I love to do that and, and do more than just be a singer. It's be more of a, a role model and uh, a person that, that is, is also just a person, you know, I'm not, I, I don't hold myself up on a pedestal and, and I don't really have an ego about that. It's just, I'm just like you, I just sing songs, but mm-hmm. uh, social media is great for that. And it's just so great for me to be able to connect with fans and engage with fans and answer questions that fans have and to be able to share stories and, and be inspired by each other. That what would is you what do if you weren't afraid? Keep on the lookout for Kat's upcoming single, Long Time Coming, and check out our Weave. Hey, this is Kat Perkins, Weave On. <laughs> 